I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. I am here on this beautiful day with my new friend, Zach Jacobs. Zach, what's up? Hey, Dr. Eve, thanks for having me. It's an honor, truly. Oh, man, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm grateful that you're here. Thank you for carving out the time. I know we've had both busy summers. We've been playing this this cat and mouse game all summer, but I'm really happy to finally have you. So, Zach, I really just like to get into it. And I always think the story of, of those who come onto the show are, are best told by that person. So I would like to start, you know, with the icebreaker, which I ask everybody, tell us about yourself. You know, what's your story? You know, who are you? Absolutely. My name is Zach. I came from a small town uh, in Virginia where I grew up in a Christian home with a loving family who really always worked to make sure that the best for me was always available. And through that, I am now a first-generation college student going into my senior year at Virginia Tech, where I study agribusiness management and national security and foreign affairs. That is really exciting. So if you had to explain that to a five-year-old, what you're studying, how would you explain that? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really working to understand how farmers and food can really relate to our nation's security and, and, and our policies that our government works to make. Very, very cool. There. What intrigued you about that particular field? Yeah. So I grew up in, in a subdivision, but got really involved in an organization called Future Farmers of America, a national FFA organization. And through that, I really found a love for animal agriculture. And so I started showing cattle, sheep, and swine throughout high school. And I uh, knew that I didn't have a farm to go back to, but wanted to make a difference for farmers and for agriculturalists all across the world. And I knew that a way that I could do that was really getting involved in, in policy and uh, trying to make a difference on the Hill and being that voice for those farmers who don't really have the opportunity to let their voice go. Ah, I like that. I was thinking like, yo, you lived in a suburb, but you love the farm. Like, go figure. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. Did you ever try to get your parents to move you to a farm? Yes. Oh, my gosh. All the time. I have little brothers who are 12 and uh, I keep telling them, you, you need to move, you need to move so that they can show that they can have their own stock and, and you know, really, really make it, make it, uh, make it a priority for them. But, you know, I, th- I think the idea is working into their heads, but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> and no worries. You'll get that one day. And if not, maybe you'll be the big brother that buys a farm and makes the dreams come true. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always a thought. So what would you say makes your story about being a first generation college student? And kudos to you for being the first student to make the show. Um, but what would you say makes your story so unique in, again, being first generation? Yeah, so I would say that my parents have run an electrical contracting business out of our, out of our home for the past like 22 years or so. And they have just been so successful in that business and really understanding how 
the business world works and navigating that without any college, really any college experience. And so it has been challenging to see that. But I, they always told me that, you know, you, you need to go to college. You need to, you are going to be better than, than the education that we had and you're going to have better opportunities if you go. And so, you know, even though that they have been successful in their business, I, it's been my responsibility to, to pave my way through college. And so mm. I've worked continuously. I've worked three jobs throughout my education on top of my extracurriculars in order to pay for my education. So I think that's, that's kind of unique in my regards is that being a full-time student and working three jobs has been a chore, uh, no doubt, but it is through that that I have become the individual that I am, but also really learned how to successfully or, you know, some, some would say unsuccessfully, but I like to say that I you know, dip, my, dip my toe in a little bit of everything to just kind of get the best options and the best network that I can, but uh, really kind of devoting my time to, to making sure that I am going to be the first graduate. Wow, that is very interesting to me for real. Three jobs. Ugh, what? That's a lot of that's a lot of work. And then I mean, let's I mean, we can't fail to mention that you're at Virginia Tech. So I know that it's not like you're coasting there, like you're getting the business. So for you to have three jobs and to be studying agribusiness management with a minor national security and foreign affairs, like how do you maintain? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a question that I get actually a lot. You know, <laughs> something that I was told going into college um, by a friend was that if you prioritize sleep, everything else will fall into place. And <laughs> uh, I kind of totally not listened to that <laughs> um, as much as what I probably should have. But, you know, I feel that the experiences and the things that I get involved with are going to mean a lot more to me than I think that I went to bed early. And so for me, I just, I truly value building relationships and building a mm. network of people who lift you up, but also that you can lift up. Because at Virginia Tech, our motto is person. And it means that I may serve. And so finding opportunities that we can, as Hokies, can serve our community in Blacksburg, or also just even ways that we can serve others uh, in our daily lives. Mm, I really like that. Service is everything. And I believe that we can't get as far ahead in life, be it personally, professionally, you know, just spiritually, if we don't have a heart to serve. So to even hear that, that's the model of your institution and thinking about the work that you're doing because it's still service. You want to help farmers. I love that a lot. And the alignment is like really there. So yeah, kudos to you for that as well. So the thing that I like about you being, you know, the college student on the show is that this show is really about, you know, life after college, but one phase that we tend to forget is that transition. So can you share with us how you're preparing to enter into the real world as a first generation college graduate? Absolutely. So I think that the main thing that has kept me focused on ways to get acclimated to that real world and get acclimated to what's to come is, is really the internships that I've had. And so uh, I've had an internship every summer since freshman year. I just finished my third one, but also I had one in the spring last year during school. So that was one of my jobs that I worked uh, at. And so 
these internships have allowed me to find things that I enjoy and things that I don't enjoy. And I think that both of those are equally as important. And truly, though, through those, I have gone through application processes. I have gone through interviews. I've gone through, you know, a full-time job for three months, 40 hours, sometimes more a week. And so, truly, I think that having an internship and really pushing myself to get internships has been the biggest push for me when it comes time for that transition. Mm. So what from the internships have you learned or you believe is going to help you most when you become a professional full-time? You know, I think that for me, I would have to say that my internships have really allowed me to work with a diverse group of individuals. And it is through that that I'm going to be able to one, have a more diverse portfolio when it comes back to me to enter the workforce, but also a diverse way of thinking and a diverse way of communication. Um, because I think that those are some of the most important things as, as young professionals enter the workforce as one, is that we have to be mobile. And so for all three of my internships, I've moved away from home for the summer. And so being able to be mobile and take risk on to moving somewhere where you're unfamiliar is okay. And in that it's okay to be nervous, but in the meantime, build a network and find people that can lift you up because as young professionals, we're going to have to move. And so having a network of people that are there is a great support system for those big moves. Yeah, and then also, I guess, like, honestly, just being able to to work and navigate difficult situations when it comes time to uh, negotiate job offers or even communicate to your boss how you, how you feel about a certain situation. Those situations can be tough, and uh, those internships have offered some great real-world experience in, in those, in navigating those difficult tasks. So I think that's really good insight to think about, especially when it comes to communication in the workplace or navigating diverse spaces. And to be aware of that going in will be critical. And for you to share that, um, hopefully will be very helpful to individuals who listen to this, who haven't yet graduated and are taking notes because a large part of being in a corporate environment, if it's even a corporate environment or even as an entrepreneur is learning to respect differences and to be able to work with people from backgrounds that, you know, you haven't experienced before. So you've really, I don't want to say eliminate it because it's not eliminated, but you have really got a great concept to go into any environment that's going to make you a much stronger employee. So very admirable, very admirable, Zach. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, gosh, you're so very welcome. So I'm thinking now of advice that you've gotten over the years through your college experience and just even as you've thought about, again, your transition into the real world. What would you say has been some of the most helpful advice that you've gotten from someone? So the two, I've got two biggest things that that has for one as a college student and then one as a young professional. My very first day of college class, uh, I walked into my very first class and my professor, Dr. Mike Elbrock at Virginia Tech said that some of the most important things to keep in mind as we are going through college is that on your tombstone, your GPA is not going to be displayed. The type of person mm. that you were is going to be displayed on that tombstone. And so that was something that I took into heart because as a high school student, you know, it always pushed good GPA, good GPA, good GPA, so that way you can get into a good college. You know, once you're in that environment, 
it's about the experiences that you go through. And we always talk about, it's all about how you grow through those experiences. And that there's no, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's, there's no comfort zone in the growth zone. And so it's all about really putting yourself out there in college to join organizations to really better yourself, but also better your experience. And so that, that it's important to remember as we are transitioning that your GPA is not your sole identity. It's it's who you are and it's the people that you surround yourself with and the activities that you're involved with that really make your experiences valuable. And as we then move into the real world, like I said earlier, is, is it all about being mobile. And I think as young professionals, there is nothing more important than than the opportunity to be mobile. Because if we can say that we're willing to go, that's going to open up the doors for a lot more in our first jobs or our first couple jobs even, if that we want to, to grow with that company or, or grow with whoever we're working with. If we can certainly be mobile and be willing to, to move across the country or even just down the road for our company. It shows in our in our professional lives, but it also goes a long way. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you are so ahead of your years and that is couldn't have said it better. And especially as somebody who's first generation, it's hard to say that I'm leaving my family because often you find that, oh, my family needs me or I have to stay here. This is obligation. But the idea that you would say, think about mobility, sometimes being able to go off is the only way you can help your family. For some people, it's financial. For some people, it's being able to move their family to a different circumstance. So, yes, Zach, you're just giving me life today. Like, are you are you sure you're not finished with school already? Are you sure? Not quite no, Hey, but you're, you're, you're fantastic. I'm not even kidding you. What would you say scares you the most about the transition? You know, I have talked to my parents a lot about this. And right now, it's fear of the unknown, uh, not knowing what my next step is. You know, I've had, like I said, I've had an internship after every summer. And I've been blessed enough to have those internships locked down before Thanksgiving break even came along. And so... You know, am I going to have a job by then? I don't know. Uh, you know, a full-time job. I'm, I'm not sure, but I have talked to my, especially my mom, I've talked to her a lot about this, and she's like, Zach, you know, something's going to happen and something's going to be good, but you just have to wait and be willing to wait. And so that's my mm-hmm. thing is, is the fear of what's to come, but also the excitement of what's to come. So yes, I want to know what's, what's my next step or where I'm going to be or, you know, who I'm going to be working for even, but it's all about taking the time to really wait and, and figure out what is right for me, what I may think is right may not be the may not be the next step for me but really evaluating the circumstances that I'm going to be in to really find where my next step is going to be hmm. you've got awesome parent and uh, yeah I would uh, I would say so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely because I'm I'm because listening even and I heard what you said earlier about them having you said an electrical home-based business Yes, an electrical contracting business. Yep. Le- electrical contracting business. They've had it for well over 22 years. And but even with that, you still work three jobs in school. <laughs> you you know, so yeah. they've given you a work ethic, but they've also given you a drive and they also give you hope. And that's what I get from them because I'm listening to the story that it's not that they couldn't have done more. They found what worked for them, you know, and it and it's worked mm-hmm. and it's clearly worked well. But then they still told you that you've got to find your way and it's going to work out. And then for someone like you, you could pass that down because I think what's wrong with 
a lot of I'm gonna say us's um and and it's kind of work ethic we forget sometimes that we have to work and as your mom said be patient and mm -hmm. know that it'll work itself out and so the responsibility that you had while it's been great it's what's made you great and so and I have a true belief no matter if you come from you know a low ACS home a broken home single parent I believe that our parents truly help make us who we are and they they don't ever truly fail us if we don't decide to do more for ourselves so your frame of thought about what's happening next is much calmer than mine was <laughs> so um, <laughs> gotta give them credit for that because i was freaking out i'm talking about freaking out big time because what is happening with my life but you know i didn't want to go back home and get stuck because and i said get stuck i had a notion in my head that me going home meant that i failed and um i took advantage of mobility and i moved to mississippi once i finished school so yeah but you really like provoked some thoughts and i'm like man if i could go back i would just chill but it did work out for me because i did get a job so um awesome what would you say are maybe three to five things that have helped you to be successful thus far and you believe will help you be successful as you journey on to being a young professional number one is truly my family i've talked a lot about them and, and how close that we are but they have truly given me the drive and the determination to to go to college but also to graduate college and uh, they've also been supportive when it came time for me to discuss internship where you know if it was one if it was okay to leave home but two also how am i going to make it work and navigating those those big changes so soon well, you know right after my freshman year having to having to be mobile and figure out where I was going is extremely important for a young freshman to have a good support system behind them to really excel in in that role number two I would say the organizations that I've been a part of so for me that's anywhere from the National SFA organization to Agriculture Future of America to even the Block and Bridal Club at Virginia Tech and the National Agri-Marketing Association so just some of those organizations have given me opportunities have allowed me to meet people that I've met that have given me those internships or I've had the chance to interview with them for internships and, and things like that. And next I would say would be my network of friends. Through my fraternity and through those organizations, I have encountered some individuals who truly are remarkable and, and you should probably be interviewing them rather than me but um <laughs> they they have truly been a big stepping stone for me to to lift me up but also to give me someone to turn to when i don't know uh what my next step should be or whether i should be heading in the direction that that is in front of me so yeah i, I would say that between between my network of friends, the organizations I'm a part of, and my family, that those are the, the three biggest portions of my life. And then lastly, my faith. I, like I said, I grew up in a, in a Christian home and that was instilled in me through my parents. And so I would relate that to my parents. And, and of course, it being, being number one as well is, is that by having faith and being faithful in something has truly allowed me to have those patience and really uh, have the opportunities that I've had. I have been immeasurably blessed um, by my community and by by the people that I'm that I'm surrounded with. And it's not by chance; it's all by pure design of of my uh, of my father up above. And so I'm I'm truly thankful for that. And without it, I would not be <laughs> would not be any uh, any part of who I am without it. So. I'm thankful for uh, for the ability to, to be loved so that I can love others. Mm. Mm. 
What is your favorite scripture? So my life verse is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And so that's my life verse and has been forever because as a, as a young student, I was bullied pretty heavily in um, middle school and high school. And so that got to the point that I, uh, unfortunately, I was suicidal for a little over three years. And uh, it's because of my family and my faith that I really realized that, one, that that was, that was a selfish way of, of thinking for myself, but also that I can overcome it and I can do things that people say I can't. And it's because of my faith in that verse that I really found that uh, that I truly can and that I can I can be whatever I set my mind to. It's just important for me to to remember that and to focus my uh, my mind on that instead of what people think about me or, or what people are saying in the world around me. Hmm. That's powerful. And especially, again, to, to be young, but to come to know what grounds you. We all have to be grounded. And I love the lesson in that, which is, again, to find what grounds you, to know how to move forward in your life. That's beautiful. If you could give the freshman Zach any advice about the journey of life, what advice would you give to him? Well, um, I number one for me would be it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to the things that happen to you. And I think that was told to me just a year or so ago by a close friend. And uh, I think that that is is so valuable and I think that we lose we lose that we get so caught up in the things that are happening around us that we don't think about how we can react to make things better or how we can push ourselves to make the situation that we are in better and so I think that that is really important um, that we find the right way to react to the actions that are around us because if we react in a positive way we can make a positive change and uh, I think that change is inevitable and that it's okay and that we have to we have to be willing to accept that and to be willing to to push the boundaries in ourselves but also stay grounded in what we know and who we are mm. oh I really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> And again, you're probably like, you're so lame for this. Like, are you sure that you're a college student? But no, I mean, college opens you up to so much and it can teach you so much about the world and and yourself. And I, I love, I love the collegiate atmosphere because to me, it's symbolic of transformation and who you are when you walk into those doors is not who you'll be when you walk out of them. And it's in a way that you don't get from staying in the same place. Like you said, you've traveled, you've lived other places, you've had to learn how to find your way. I feel like that happened with me as well. So I felt connected to you when you mentioned that, like, yeah, that's that's right. Though I did, you know, some local internships, it was still an idea of I got to get up, I got to go in, I got to figure this out. Like it, it was a lot of figuring out where will I stay this summer or if I'm going to go home, do I take everything? Do I leave some stuff back? So um, this is, I mean, such a pleasure. As we're coming to a close with this, I just want to know if there's any one thing, a, a thought or a message that you want to leave with our first gen fam. Uh, you know, there's something that's written on my dresser mirror that I look at every morning when I wake up. And it is, um, 
that if we have the ability to do something, then we have the responsibility to do something. And so I think that that is, is so important as we go through college and as we transition out of college, is that if we have the ability to help someone or if we have the ability to make a change in a positive way, then we should feel that we have the responsibility to do so. Whether we do it alone or whether we do it with a group of friends or, or a network of professionals, whatever that may look like for each of us, it's important that we navigate that with an attitude of, of positive change and, and really with an attitude of how can we help those around us. And I think that, again, the ability portion of our lives needs to turn into the responsibility portion of our lives. Heavy hitter, uh, and I'm really not being dramatic. It's just you're so full of wisdom, and I really value well, wisdom, you. and I really value perspective. You're so very welcome, and so I just and I'm always so full when I when I do these interviews because people just have such such amazing things to say and and so many things to share that just alight enlighten me and awaken the spirit. And this has definitely been one of those conversations. So we are at, you know, the, the end point. Pretty sure that there are people who definitely want to stay connected with you. So can you tell us where in the social media space or the internet space, you know, would you like to be found? Absolutely. So uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Zach Jacobs95 uh, or on Facebook um, or even email me at ZachJ14 at vt.edu. Be happy to, to talk with you about transitioning or internships or, or anything uh, in those regards. Well, thank you again so much for all of your vulnerability. You were very vulnerable at you know several stages of this conversation, and I appreciate that this was a safe space for you to disclose things about who you are. It's very meaningful, and I'm sure very helpful for someone who will be listening to this show. I'm glad to have a new friend in you. I'm wishing you well in all that lies ahead. I think one of one of my favorite sayings is, you know, the world is a stage, so put on a show. So, um. Nothing but goodness to you, friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, like I said, it's truly an honor to be what you do, to witness what you do, and, and to be a part of what you do. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, take care. Yes, ma'am, you too.